The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. It is Thursday, March 19th. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. We are into the second day of the NFL League year. Oh, yeah, you like that new intro music? I like it. I got some DMs, some tweets about it. People like it. Sean Wagner-McGuff on the podcast today did not like it. Ryan Wilson, ambivalent to music. John Breach rocks out. I, I put some in the comment box. I suggested Backstreet Boys. Devo shot it down, which is kind of disappointing because you know who the number one Buccaneers fan is on the planet of Earth? It is Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. Fun what fact. Well, Fun number, fact. Who's the number one Bucks fan on Mars since you're going through the planets? <laughs> I haven't met everyone on Mars, Ryan. And since we're all going to be living there in like 12 months because the virus is going to take over Earth, you shouldn't joke about that. Uh, some a-hole will drag Corona to Mars. Don't worry. Somebody will, somebody will screw it up. I, I I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be Breach. No, it'll be that guy on the beach from who's like, I mean, I had to pay for this trip. I can't cancel spring break. <laughs> um, anyway, this, this is the guy who was at a bar four days ago. Whoa, whoa. Settle down now. Says the guy who goes to a taco truck every day and coughs on the guy. Well, okay, that's just blatantly false. <laughs> do you do you not go to a taco truck? I went to a taco truck once this week, and for the record, we are under order to stay in the house, but you can go get takeout. That is completely fine. So we're going to talk about Nick Foles because he went to the Bears. I don't blame you. If I were you, Sean, I'd be out there coughing everybody too. Didn't we do a Nick Foles podcast? Are you going to make me talk about it again? It's to torture you, yes, but it's also to tease the fact that we have an emergency Nick Foles podcast in the feed. You can check it out there as breaking news happens. So big trades, um, big signings. I don't know how much there's going to be. Like maybe it's a David Clowney signing. We, we'll talk about him a little bit probably today. It's weird how there's just no action for David Clowney. It, it, it actually may be similar to Cam Newton in the fact that um, you know co- the coronavirus situation where teams cannot – have players take physicals. They can't get their own doctors to look at players because players can't travel is costing guys opportunities uh, to get guys with injury histories. It's costing them opportunities uh, to land up at certain spots. We will talk about the dried up rotten corpse of the quarterback market that is out there. We will discuss the Patriots late round quarterback plan. It's like a fantasy football strategy. It's kind of cool. Winners and losers for Wednesday. And at the end of the show, 
near the end of the show, we have two five-star reviews that we are going to read and uh, answer and or discuss. One of them involves multiple questions. It's a great one. Uh, the other one is also a tremendous engagement story. So, again, if you have a great engagement story, one that you think can beat Ryan Wilson's terrible one, we talked about that a few days ago, leave it in the five-star reviews. Or if you have a question about free agency, or let's say you have a team and you're like, all right, man, I'm a Bengals fan. I need – you know, God help you. You got a long run coming. You're going to be in uh, quarantine longer than we are because, you know, for, for being a Bengals fan, just, you know, they have to deal with it for like the next 10 years. I'm sure they'll win a playoff game at some point. But the point being is that if, if you have a team and like you're like, oh, you know what? I'd love for the pick six guys to give me a detailed breakdown, a grade of the Bengals offseason. You know, you could drop that in there. You can be like, hey, what about this trade? Any kind of question you have about free agency or the draft, um, we will answer at some point. Five-star review. Leave it on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify. And uh, if you actually, if you ask Alexa or uh, Google Home to play the Pick 6 podcast, you can hear us on there. Look, if we're talking winners and losers, I think we have to say that the, that free agency was a big loser. Why do you say that? I don't understand why you say yeah, that. Yeah, I don't understand. Tom Brady yeah. is playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Brenton. Yes. In what <laughs> lifetime did you think that would happen? Is he breach? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned it on yesterday's podcast. And Debo's like, oh, my God, this is going to be so outdated. He's going to sign, blah, 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 blah. But then on Wednesday night, uh, around 945, Adam Schefter, who originally broke the Tom Brady is, it's it's a thing happening with him no. and Jeff Carlington. No, no, Colin Coward broke that, and, and Breach was number two. Co- Colin Breach predicted it back in early March. Uh, Colin Coward wrote, I've been told Brady's going to the Bucks breaking. And then Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington wrote, yes, you know, they actually went with it. This is a thing that's happening. Adam Schefter tweeted, Bucks and Tom Brady still trying to finalize contract language as of Wednesday night. And those discussions will go to Thursday per source. Contract language more challenging this offseason than any time in recent memory. No problems foreseen with Bucks Brady, but no deal yet. Okay, breach. So. Do you think this is a Corona type of situation with the physical? Is this a Tom Brady wants to do, is mad that people leak this stuff out, or is there some chance that Tom Brady bails in the box? It's not the Tom Brady has the strongest immune system of any human alive. The man has only been eating vegetables for the last nine years. He probably is immune to Corona, uh, but I will say this. It's just fascinating. This is – it seems like maybe there's a couple things that Brady wants ironed out on his side because, uh, look, it has been this, – this came out Tuesday night when he was supposed to sign. The signing period started Wednesday at 4 p.m., and six hours into that signing period, he still hasn't signed. That is a red flag. And, Brinson, you and I gave it the biggest percentage of – we talked about on yesterday's podcast – what is the percentage that this blows up and he doesn't sign? Because it was weird how everyone was wording their reports that barring any unforeseen circumstance, well, we're there. This is, this is, I gotta create contract language. I need something new. We can't figure this out. It's Tom Brady. He's 42. You give him a $30 million check this year. You give him a $30 million check next year. There's nothing to figure out. This should be easy, right? Yeah. And let's not forget that like on every single show out there, it has been Tom Brady's expected to sign with Bucks. Like everyone has reported that Tom Brady's going to sign with the Bucks, and everywhere else it's expected to sign with the Bucks. Now we don't want to dwell dwell on this too long because Lord knows Tom Brady will release. You know, one ninety nine productions will release some kind of 
video on Thursday morning, and this would be obsolete. So instead, I will point out that if Tom Brady didn't have this lingering Bucks thing, or if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady came back to the Patriots, free agency is a total stinker, a total dud. When Wait a second, you- what? Philip Rivers, what are you talking about? Your best friend is going to win a lot of football games next year. What are you making faces about? Wednesday, the opening of the league year on Wednesday at 4 p.m., there was nada. Isn't that the way it always goes ever since they did the legal tampering period? There's usually something. No, stop it. Get out of here. What is but wrong? Here's, we had a great Monday and Tuesday. If Tom Brady doesn't go to the Bucks, and this is the best offseason ever, you yeah. kidding? And here's the one reason. If I'm the Bucks, if I'm a Bucks fan, the one reason I'm concerned is because what happened a couple years ago with no, Josh, you're saying if Tom Josh McDaniels. Back, yeah, if he backs out. Tom Josh Brady's McDaniels out of the box, yeah. was locked into the Colts, and the Patriots talked him into returning. What if Robert Kraft's on the phone with them saying, hey, man. Just come back up to New England. We'll forget all this Tampa stuff ever happened. Uh, we'll ignore that. We love you up here, Tommy. Sign the deal with New England. I mean, couldn't you see Robert Kraft making a last-ditch effort? Because the Patriots haven't made a move at quarterback yet. That's kind of interesting also. You guys are ridiculous. There's no <laughs> red flags. I mean, you guys, stop it. Enjoy. Look, we have probably two weeks left on planet Earth. Enjoy free agency. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> the, the Hopkins-Johnson trade was cool. And the Stephon Diggs trade was cool, but like this, what was better about last year's free agency compared to what you've been so angered about this year? I mean, usually, usually, <laughs> what I'm, else? Uh, 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 I'm stuttering. I'm literally. I mean, for instance, because we saw two first round picks get traded, we saw because uh, DeForest Buckner got traded for a first round pick, Stephon Diggs got traded for a first round pick. There's been a lot. Go- I'm, I'm siding with them. Brent, I'm siding with you with the Buccaneers stuff is crazy, but I'm siding with them. This has been a fun free agency. It's just that you're quarantining your house, so you're just like on loopy. Okay, that's that's very possible. I will say, though, that like it was weird on Wednesday at 4 p.m. when the Buccaneers or the uh, the Bills were like, according to reports, we've traded for <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Well, and we know Bears- that. Well, yeah, they're just tongue-in-cheek using a loophole to play around it. The Bills were like, Reports say we've traded for Nick Foles, and they like tagged Nick Foles. In the, the Bears. Tra- the Bears, yeah. Yeah. I said the Bears. Because I don't know if you know this, Sean, the Bears traded for Nick Foles. Ooh. Yeah, we have an entire podcast about that where you guys spent 20 minutes making fun of me, and then we did a HU show where you guys spent the opening 10 minutes making fun of me. Oh, that's the thing I forgot to promote at the top of the show. You can watch us on CBS Sports HQ tonight and Friday night, and I am told reliably by sources close to the situation all next week. This is great. Can I pimp one other thing as well? I just found out today that I'll be doing a two-hour draft show from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. on Monday. So if you can't, if you want to see three hours of Ryan Wilson, oh my goodness! Uh, I mean, can you imagine? I don't even want to see that. But one they're putting th- you on for three hours in one afternoon. Yeah, we also just well, we also just got an email. Choice. The uh, the schedule is set for Monday too. You're doing the 8:15 a.m. HQ hit on Monday. There you go. So <laughs> it's really like CBS Sports RW. You know it. All Ryan Wilson, all the time, 24-7. Wait, what, what were you going to say, Brenson? Because uh, Wilson interrupted you say he's on for two hours. Uh, that we have a show Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday, every single night, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. If you love the Pick 6 podcast and you want to support us, we appreciate you tuning in. I think the numbers have been pretty good because they keep bringing us back, uh, and it's an entertaining show. So Wait, this is also next week, not just this week? That's what I'm telling I'm, I'm, lear- I'm learning this now, too, live with from Brinson. Yeah. Sources close to the situation confirm. Multiple sources. You'll get an email shortly, probably on Monday morning. 
Um, <laughs> Probably Monday night at 6.55. I saw ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets GM, uh, tweet out that part of the problem with what's going on in free agency is that teams are planning to uh, either A, have players sign, and then have payments conditioned on a future physical, which, uh, no thanks, if I'm a player. Like, you have to pass a physical in the future. What if you hurt your back skateboarding or you're carrying a kid around uh, in while quarantined, you know? Or, like... You, you know, you're going out to have a, you know, beer in the afternoon. Or, somebody with Corona shows up. Like, what? Well, like, that's not fair. Or, or all uh, these players work out too. Like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, lifting that's, weights and you tear a peck. Right, exactly. And then the team fails you on the, on the torn peck. Um, so why would you do that? Or they go to a neutral physician. The problem with the neutral physician is that, first of all, most of the physicians are busy dealing with patients who, you know, have real problems. And, uh, focusing on the national health crisis, not teams being worried about physicals. And B, the NFL has not decided who those neutral physicians might yet be. So there's a lot of problems here. I don't know that we're going to get a ton of signings. And again, I really do think this is why nobody wants to trade for Cam Newton and nobody wants to give Jadavion Clowney the sort of contract he would get in a normal offseason because he's had microfracture surgery on his knee. He's had a bunch of, he's had a bunch of, I think it's like hip, knee, and shoulder injuries last year. I mean, if you've got a guy who's, a star, but has been banged up. That that you know that creates a major problem. That's why Jadavion Clowney is absolutely one of my losers, and so is Cam Newton. I mean, th- these guys are not going to be able to find jobs easily because, like, I think both guys will probably have to take a one-year prove-it deal. The Panthers bailed on Cam Newton for the same price to get Teddy Bridgewater, who may be healthy and may have a really nice floor, but does not have nearly the ceiling of Cam Newton. And isn't this guy who would go on the Panthers Mount Rushmore if you built one right now? Uh, I mean, yeah, and that is why a lot of these guys who have health problems, Todd Gurley's one of them, uh, there's just no movement because teams can't check out. They can't get their team physicians in there to diagnose, see what's possibly wrong with any of these guys who may have health issues. And so, Brinson, maybe that's why you hate free agency, because there's no movement there with these guys who have health questions. Is that yeah. it? Do yeah, you have health questions? It's like, it's sort of stagnated. Like, I think, I think, I, I, I guess I, I like the, I like the rush of free agency and I loved Monday and Tuesday and I wanted it to keep rolling into Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And I'm worried that it's just, we're kind of hitting a wall here. They're and what's that? They're running out of players. I, I mean, Ryan, it's also possible I'm scared about the fact that once this ends, I've got to go spend time with my family for the next three months. Imagine how they feel. <laughs> yeah, they'd love for you. Think how scared they are. Your wife is like, please, Jadavian Clowney, do something now. I cannot. No, she's like, she's like, listen, Brady, she's paying Tom Brady not to sign with the Bucks. And, like, <laughs> drag this out for three months. You know who else is good? All right, let me ask you this, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You're listening to your losers on our little rundown here. Who gets signed first to a deal? Neither one of them's cut yet, but who gets signed first, Cam Newton or Joe Flacco? <laughs> I think it's Joe Flacco. I mean, we talked about I it. I agree. Uh, well, yes, that's, he was your MVP candidate last year. Of course, you agree. Yeah, uh, you wanted to make him MVP. I just said the Broncos would win the division. I yeah, you drugged me. I followed your lead on the on the Broncos. The year before that, you went Alex Smith. Who's the cursor now? <laughs> I did go Alex Smith. Uh, you're, you're, right. like, you're actually out here killing quarterbacks, like putting I, him in the hospital. My MVP for 2020. Will Brinson. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, it's not too far, man. Dear Corona, come on. <laughs> you know what? This is how, this is how far I've seen. You should go Nick Foles. Yeah, I would do Sean, but I want him to be around to see Nick Foles. Employed. 
So, yes, Sean, stay healthy. Nick Foles, 2020 MVP. Um, here's how far things have, have sunk for me as a Steelers fan because we don't know about Big Ben's health. I was actually thinking today. Oh, my God, no way. You want the Steelers to sign Joe Flacco? I was thinking, I was like, maybe Joe Flacco could be okay in Pittsburgh. They'll get him for cheap. <laughs> like, they couldn't afford Marcus Mariota. Like, I would have loved to see Marcus Mariota there. I don't think – we don't, do we even know what Marcus Mariota got paid yet? I don't think we do, right? No, we don't. Yeah, Steelers couldn't afford it. They don't have any cap space. Oh, but, let me ask you, Ryan, what if Jameis Winston was willing to take, like, a one-year, $10 million deal to be a backup? I don't know if they could afford $10 million, but let's say they could. My only concern is – Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph can throw plenty of interceptions, so you don't you need someone who can sort of take care of the football. And I feel I would feel more comfortable with Joe Flacco. But how do we not how do we not know what Mariota made? That doesn't happen in twenty twenty. It's weird times that you guys have there's another red flag, as Breach would tell you. We don't know. Red flag, deal hasn't been signed. But uh yeah, that is weird. So I think Joe Flacco gets the job first only because he's healthy. If Cam's healthy, obviously he gets the job first, but that's a huge if. That a huge if is what the heck is Marcus Mariota? I mean, and that's uh, that's going to be telling because that if he's making uh, fifteen or twenty million, that means he's got a shot to win a job. If he's no, making it ten, matter. it does making, matter. If he's making well, ten or less, he well, is please, the backup. Let's 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 do some quick math here. Thank uh, you, Mariota, represented by the Tolner uh, brothers, I believe, of uh, Rep One. They're the ones who uh, took the Jaguars to the cleaners for Blake Bortles' deal. They they have a ton of quarterbacks. Jared Goff. Big Ben. I'd have Carson. I think they have Carson Wentz. Big Ben. They have a ton of quarterbacks. Um, if Marcus Mariota was getting good money, you would have heard about it. You know, like yeah. There's a reason why somebody's contract wouldn't be leaked out right now. My theory. Yeah, but I mean, that's the only one literally in free agency that we haven't heard of. Five, five million. No way. If the Steelers didn't sign him for five million dollars, I'd be very angry. Uh oh, angry Ryan. Oh God. But the, but, but, but the reason you do it is you go to you, you go to Mayox, you go to you go to Mike. Or the other reason it might not be leaked out is they don't want Derek Carter to know how much he's making. That's look, man. Stop it. That's not what. That's not weird. Derek Carter's a grown man. If he can't handle how much, uh, he is grown. Like chronologically, he, he is, is an adult. I mean, so Derek Carr is made. What's Derek Carr making? Twenty. Cap it is twenty one point five. If 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 Mariota was making fifteen this year and Derek Carr is making twenty one five, that would be a concern if you're Derek Carr. So I mean, I, I, mean, I think Derek Carr has a lot of reasons to be concerned. Regardless, oh, Derek, of David Carr was on David Carr was in NFL Network talking about how he's like, I would be a perfect fit. He's going to fit great in the quarterback room. It's going to be fantastic. Be just like me backing up Eli when I didn't speak or be talked to or you know make a peep for three years. Um and Derek Carr's base salary is eighteen point nine million. So, like, the closer Mariota is to that number, if it was more- fifteen, it would be eyebrows raised. Why? I just <laughs> Wilson, aren't you the guy that thinks Mariota is going to be starting before the end of the season? I think he's going to be awesome. If he's healthy, I think he's going to be really good. Ryan, how many games? How many games Ryan, let me ask you this: How many games do the Raiders win with Mariota for sixteen games versus Carr for sixteen games next year? It was seven and nine last year. Yeah, but it was a very lucky seven to nine, as we've talked about. I would say eight and a half is the over under. With Mariota? Yeah, yeah. If Mariota, what, about, what about with Carr? Seven and a half. Okay. So, so you game. think Mariota's worth an extra win? Yeah. Did you watch him play last year? I just said he has to be healthy, Ryan Finley Jr. <laughs> That's just insulting. <laughs> to you or Ryan Finley? Right. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to throw out one more loser. 
And this is to sort of discuss the plan. I don't know. I like, I don't like doing this. I've never had, I've, I've done this before and it backfires every single time. Uh, <laughs> Go. Without fail. I mean, it always backfires, but the New England Patriots right now are sort of a loser because they lost Tom Brady. They lost the greatest quarterback of all time. Bill Belichick is putting himself at risk. If Tom Brady and the, and the Buccaneers play in a Super Bowl at home and the Patriots end up in like a fight for the wild card and the quarterback situation doesn't go well for New England and Brady's thrown for 5,000 passing yards, which I don't think will happen, but off the table completely, or like 40 touchdowns, 4,000 passing yards and 40 touchdowns, it's going to, it's a bad look for Belichick. And I think he's at risk in that sense. Um, Wait, what's the risk though? That people are like, man, what would have happened if he hadn't drafted Tom Brady? Oh, but I thought, I, I thought I said yesterday, I thought maybe you guys agreed that Belichick can go five and 11 and no one's going to care. Tom Brady goes five and 11 and they're going to be like, oh, this guy's washed. Well, I actually think it's, I think, for either of them, like I don't think like, like, their legacies are their legacies are already secure. Like you know what I mean. Like one a bad couple years. Five next- and eleven for Belichick this year without Brady would be a problem. Not if Jared Stidham's a quarterback for his legacy. I don't think it, for his legacy. Well, like I mean, like he's not going to not be the greatest coach of all time. But like, right. people are going to be like five and eleven. Bill, when Tom left, yeah. But if Tom goes five and eleven, the difference is Tom left. You know, Kraft said well, we tried to keep him and all yeah. that. So that's true. It's not. But Bill Belichick didn't go anywhere. If Tom goes five and eleven and the Patriots go eleven and five with Jared yeah. Sidham, well, Tom, good Lord. Tom I mean, Brady will catch some system quarterback or heat for James Winston or James Winston to go. If they win the Super Bowl with James Winston and Brady goes five and eleven, can he's like the whole. You cannot put Tom Brady in the Hall of Fame if James Winston wins. That would be the biggest fu is bringing in James Winston. I know that's Ryan. That's Ryan's fantasy is for Winston to go in there, but it's basically the two teams switching quarterbacks and then. For Jameis Winston and Bill Belichick to win a Super Bowl that's being played in Tampa Bay would be literally the ultimate slap in the face. That that would be Brady's worst nightmare. So let me push back against Brinson calling the Patriots a loser. I think that, like we talked about on the HQ show, they're still sitting back. Is that a mistake or is that good strategy? If I'm looking at them today, I think things have unfolded perfectly for them outside of Brady leaving because the other team that needed a quarterback right now, the Chicago Bears, went and – traded for Nick Foles and left Andy Dalton there. And suddenly now the Bengals have one less trade partner for Andy Dalton, which means the cost for Dalton just keeps going down, in my opinion. And and we talked about there's there's so many quarterbacks right now that one of them is going to be left without a starting job. So the Patriots still get to pick a starting-level quarterback, I think. The Patriots have Jared Siddham, and they're probably going to get one of Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, or Andy Dalton, which is – like, I agree. I like the strategy. It's the same strategy. I keep pointing out, it's the late round quarterback strategy in fantasy football. You let everybody else reach and reach and reach. And you're like, there's still three good dudes left. I, well, I can win with one of these guys. One I think guy, that's what I, Bill Belichick's doing. One guy can't walk. And I, like I said on the show, like I told, like I, was, I responded to Breach. Breach, do you think Mike Brown cares that Tom, that, um, Bill Belichick wants a, a, a fifth round pick for Andy Dalton when they have, he might want a second round pick? I don't understand. He might, he might trade for Ryan. (laughs) He might trade, he might trade for Ryan Finley and win 10 games. No, he's, what I said on the show, Breach, when I said that Mike Brown does not care that he feels like Bill Belichick has him over a barrel with Andy Dalton. He doesn't care. No, Mike Brown's stubborn. He's going to ask what he wants and he's probably, but, but, you know, he might be taking a step back and let other people run the organization and he knows Dalton is. Also, 
Don't sleep on my theory about how the Bengals want to make Joe Burrow think that they treat quarterbacks in a great way by like, oh man, we love Andy. You did so much for the franchise. We'll just send you in a plate of chili with spaghetti underneath over to the, over to the Patriots. Like that might be Mike Brown's move. That doesn't well, have to be in the same division, in the same conference. Here's the other part of this. The is Bengals that are challenging the Patriots. With, with everyone out, the, the Patriots are really the only team. Like, the Panthers can't hold on to Cam Newton forever. The Bengals can't hold on to Andy Dalton forever. If there's no trade partner, they're eventually going to get cut. Maybe that's two months from now. But with, you know, everything with coronavirus, the OTAs, everything's been pushed back. So Belichick can literally just wait this out. He does not have to be in any rush at all. He could sign a quarterback in May and not give up any compensation in a trade. Okay, so now that's really interesting because I've batted this around with some of my friends. Uh, one of my, my buddy Garrett is a, for whatever reason, really likes Josh Pastner, who's the basketball coach at Georgia Tech. Um, there's a point to this. So Georgia Tech on March 3rd, out of nowhere, they're the, they were the number five seed in the ACC. They were on like on like right on the bubble of making the NCAA tournament. Out of nowhere, Georgia Tech announces that they have withdrawn their appeal with the NCAA and that they are taking their postseason ban in 2020 in both the ACC tournament and NCAA tournament. If you go and look at the New York Times on March 3rd and Google like New York Times Corona March 3rd, it was like ex- like Corona explodes in Seattle nursing home could be pandemic across the country. Like, do, do you think there's a chance? And this is my point. Like, do you think there's a chance that forward thinking people in charge of teams are saying, all right, look, this is good. This stuff's going to be pushed back. We don't have that. Like to breach his point, like Belichick's like, we don't, we, I'm not going to have OTA. We don't need to make a rash decision right now. We can wait this one out. And, like, and that's how I would play it. If I he could even wait till after the draft, you know what I mean? Like, see, maybe they somehow find a way to get a good quarterback in the draft. So I think you're if, completely if the right. Bengals, if the Bengals take Joe Burrow first overall, they will cut Andy Dalton. They can't keep Andy Dalton, Ryan Finley, who they took in the third round and Joe Burrow around. They just, they're not going to do that. I will take the part of John Breach for some reason he's not doing it. Mike Brown does not care. He, as John just said, is very stubborn. But the, <laughs> the reality is that Mike Brown doesn't care. So yeah, the Patriots have this, like, maybe they figured it out. Maybe they are playing once again, Bill Belichick's playing 3D chess and everyone else is playing a game of checkers and he's going to wind up with uh, some great value at quarterback. I do think, though, that like, if he wanted Jameis Winston really badly, wouldn't he have gone out and gotten him? Or is there just, he's just like, he's just letting the market develop and he's going to play Dalton against Jameis. He's not going to give Jameis, he's going to, wants to give Jameis 20 million a year. Who knows? Um, at the very least, what he didn't do was give up a top 150 pick for Nick Foles and Nick Foles contract, a move that we will discuss after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance. Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. 
GetStartedAtAngie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So we talked about Nick Falls on our emergency podcast. That's sort of what we do here. It's, it's our thing. We do emergency podcast. If you want to, like, if you subscribe to the feed, you'll get them. Um, you can follow Debo on Twitter at E underscore T Baradinas. I was going to say this podcast will be 20 minutes longer if you're going to spell out Debo's entire last name. Is it, uh, uh, is it D E B E B A I R D I N I S? No. <laughs> you got the first two letters. <laughs> uh, somebody called me Bronson tonight. Sorry, Debo. Um, in your model race? I, I, I'm not good at spelling in my head for some reason. I think there was some Bronson in the uh, Marble Race Twitch world tonight. What did you think about that, by the way, Ryan? It was horrible to listen to. I will give you that much. <laughs> oh, well, your name is easy to spell. It's it's, it's D-E-B-E-R-A-R-D-E-N-E-S. Yeah, it's easy to spell when you look at it and read it out loud. I will give yeah, you I that. Just, but I, was, I, I, need to, I need to do a, a thing. Uh, I need to convince, trick my brain into knowing how to spell it. I don't ever spell it. I don't pronounce it. No, say it. Get off me. Um, Ryan, what did you think about our virtual marble racing D-Gen out? I think the whole race was fixed. And I think I you got one. I think you, well, and did you win? That's how fixing works. They make you think you're going to win so you'll bet more. And then you keep losing and the other person wins. Brinson, you got had by a dude who's fixing marble races. That's where you <laughs> are in this quarantine. And, and, and I, by the way, I blame Brinson for getting suckered into this. I don't even blame the guy screwing him over. And I don't even blame the guy either. I had fun. I enjoyed it. It was well worth my $5. I'm going to give him 5 bucks tomorrow, too. Debo is, too. I found out about this from Debo and EK. So Jason, our buddy Jason Lockenfora, uh, friend of the program, of course, comes on all the time, uh, has a radio show on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore, and he is trying to determine who is the most, the biggest degenerate that they can find. And uh, this may surprise you guys. Biggest degenerate sports media member. Who do you think is winning? Who's in the running? Yeah, who's in the running? Nick Costas. Nick Costas, <laughs> myself, Brad Evans. Uh, those are the three names I think at the top of the leaderboard. I would take Costas based off his Twitter. Yeah, but I said some things on radio that I'm not proud of. Things we may have done, things have happened. Person, have you. you ever have you ever said anything you're proud of? Uh, yeah, I said uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Say a lot of things. Who knows? Um, anyway, uh, we bet on virtual marble races. That's where we're at in this quarantine. With those, you know what's crazy though is that my favorite Nintendo game when I was younger was Marble Madness, and yes, now I'm, love that I'm, game. I'm gonna go buy that to get through the rest of, until this quarantine blows over. So um, thank you. I'll send you guys all a copy. I, my son and I spent the evening researching how to beat Quick Man on Mega Man Two, and then Robbie <laughs> and I were like, play, he was like, no, no, you got to use the like use the leaf here, use the leaf. It was actually a very nice little father-son bonding time. What did you do with your family, Ryan? Ignore them again? No. I played my eight-year-old in foosball and whipped his ass. And then uh, me actual, and my eight- Actual foosball or like foosball? Like, yeah. Like tabletop foosball? Yeah, tabletop. And then me and my eight-year-old- You guys have a foosball table at your house? Well, you, you'll love this, Sean. It's actually a Star Wars-themed foosball table that my in-laws gave us when their sons outgrew it. It's so rich. No, it's not size. It's like- it's like two thirds full size, and it's, it's Star Wars. It's one guys are like the stormtroopers, and the other guys are like the, the battle droids. You got so a customizable really... foosball table? I think you're holding out on how wealthy you are. 
Also, he's holding out on how much of a Star Wars fan he is because he likes to make fun of me for it. He has the Star Wars mug that he uses all the time. He actually has two of them because he had one of them that he broke in the middle of the season, and he already has another one. So I don't think he's going to make fun of me for being a nerd when you're you're using Star Wars mugs every time on the podcast. And his oldest son's name is Luke Skywalker Wilson. I mean, that's a dead (laughs) giveaway. You should have known it then, Sean. Sean? That was was a layup. You missed that one. I, I, I thought I was your only son. Oh, I got some bad news for you. That sounded like <laughs> cats in the cradle, Jesus type of moment. Um, so speaking of only sons, Debo's only, it's not only son, but Debo's favorite player of all time was traded from his 15th team to the Bears. Huh. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Uh, and uh, and now yeah. Debo's favorite player is Sean's favorite player. And really, like if we were going to ask for podcast content, it couldn't get any better. Like the only way it gets better is if Andy Dalton's traded yeah. to the Steelers. Oh, I was gonna say Dalton on the Bears. I think would have been pretty fun because I would have been rooting pretty because I wanted that to happen. So I would have been excited. So oh. you would have had two Dalton truthers on this podcast. No, but that's the beauty. Debo is in hell because we're all making fun of Nick Foles twenty four seven, and you he, hate Nick Foles. He, he <laughs> an Eagles fan. He's fine. Are you fine Sean, with this, Debo? This are you fine with this Nick oh. Foles slander? I'm not going to love it for the next couple years, 10 years, because that's how long he's going to be the Bears quarterback. But, um, yeah, I got, I got my quarterback. I want Nick Foles to succeed, though. So I'm rooting for Sean. Well, that's not going to help, Debo, because my court, my team's quarterback is Nick Foles. All right, Sean, let's just real quickly give us the, uh, as the kids say, TLDR, too long, didn't read version of how you're talking yourself into Nick Foles improving the Bears in 2019. Okay. And for the record, the Bears uh, gave up a uh, fourth-round compensatory pick to the Jaguars for Nick Foles. They've restructured the contract. I think I read uh, I read on Pro Football Talk, which is referencing Adam Schefter, but I couldn't find Schefter's article or tweet anywhere. Maybe he said it on television that Nick Foles, he's still guaranteed $21 million over the next three years. So I'm not sure how the cap hits are going to change. Sounds like they're kicking it down the road. And the Bears are already restructuring. I think Cody White here just restructured his deal. So there's going to be a lot of cap maneuvering. The Bears are not in a good salary cap position right now, especially because uh, they do have a lot of young players uh, like Eddie Jackson. They had to give an extension to Akeem Hicks um, last year. I think they gave an extension to. So uh, the salary cap is a mess right now, um, but it's partially a mess because they did draft a lot of good players and they're trying to keep all of them around. How I'm talking myself into this is that the Bears don't need Tom Brady to make the playoffs. I've I've been saying this all offseason. They need a competent quarterback, a guy who can just hit easy throws. That's not Mitchell Trubisky. With Mitchell Trubisky and Chase Daniels starting a couple games last year, they went 8-8. and This was not a terrible football team. This is a good football team with a terrible quarterback. So if Nick Foles can come in there and be – an average quarterback, that's all I want, I think the Bears can improve by two wins, and that gets them to 10. Um, I'm not confident that Nick Foles can be an average quarterback over the full 16-game season, and that's where my concern lies. And if this deal had been made in any other offseason when there weren't so many other quarterbacks available, I would be more okay with it. I'm just really annoyed that there's a guy named Andy Dalton out there that shouldn't cost that much more in the trade market, and they went after Nick Foles instead. That's why I'm irked, because there were so many better options, and I wanted them to go after Teddy Bridgewater. I was so excited. Was it Monday or Tuesday when all those reports were linking the Bears to Bridgewater? That has been my dream this entire time, and the fact they went after Foles um, annoys me. 
So let me get this straight, Sean. You are surprised that the general manager who passed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson to pick Mitchell Trubisky, you are surprised that he passed on Teddy Bridgewater and Andy Dalton to take Nick Foles? Surprised? No. Angry? Yes. That's sad. I'm sorry. Pace, Ryan Pace created the quarterback mess they're in, and he makes it worse every year. Like, it doesn't even seem possible that you could make it worse, and he somehow manages to do it. Because what do you do? They're obviously not going to pick up Trubisky's fifth-year option at this point if you're bringing in Foles. So that means his contract is going to expire after this season. What if he wins a starting job and they go 10-6, and six, go to the playoffs? All of a sudden, he's in line for a huge extension. Yeah, you're happy, but are you giving Trubisky that huge extension? No. You franchise tag him. It's unbelievable that um, <laughs> this guy, Ryan Pace, got a uh, – <laughs> This guy. <laughs> this guy. So disrespectful. Got a, he, got a, he got an executive of the year. I don't think he's oh. good at his job. You cut that. Cut that and put it on, a, put it on his tombstone. I think he's been <laughs> a mixed bag at GM. I think he's done – look, if you don't have a quarterback – all your other work doesn't really matter in the end um, unless you get really lucky and go on some run with a fluky quarterback who gets hot at the right time. But, again, they won eight, they won eight games. Uh, well, I think the Eagles are a well-run franchise. Uh, Pace's problems is drafting first-round picks. Uh, outside of Roquan Smith, it's all been a disaster. They just cut Leonard Floyd, uh, which was kind of expected. I want to call Floyd a bust, but he never materialized into the sack guy he was supposed to become. Kevin White, obviously, and now in Trubisky. Uh, he's been very good in the middle and late rounds. If you look at – there's a lot of players since 2015. Um, some of them have gone on to sign big free agent deals elsewhere, the Adrian Amos. Uh, he's done a good job of assembling talent. The problem is that he is so inept at the quarterback position, it doesn't really matter uh, if you're charting out Mitchell Trubisky. And the other problem is that he doesn't seem to value having lots of draft picks, and this is just like a fundamental – flaw with his approach uh i was really irked last year and it flew under the radar but the bears didn't have a first or second round pick last year and then they traded up in the third round for a running back that annoyed me so much you don't do that so i don't like i think he's very incompetent in certain things but to go look at his draft record go look at some of the free agents he signed he's actually hit a lot of home runs too and that's why the bears are in a position where they have a good team but suck at quarterback well, yeah, that's I will say this quickly. As a GM, you have one. You have one job. He's not doing that job. Yeah. So yeah, he's not good. So you he's can not, talk all you the rest of the roster. That, he's not that good at his job. No. Okay, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not out here. Look, if the Bears fired Ryan Pace, would I be happy or to be sad? I'd be happy. Um, I'd be. I think the Bears could crater this year. Yep. I'm not. I'm not ruling that out. Five win team. Five and eleven. I would take the overall. Well, if the Bears now, are under his now's, eight and a half, now's the time to now's the time to make the discuss the Bengals Bears bet. Now that we know who the quarterback well, let's, is, let's make let's and we know that the Bengals are going to draft Joe Burrow. Let's let's get this bet on the record, gentlemen. Yeah. What's what are the terms here? Bears are more wins. All right, uh, I would say that the Bears are minus a half a win. I can yeah. get on board with you, that. So you think? I don't, I don't, I, if they've gotten Andy Dalton, I would say it's one and a half. Yeah, I think with full because I really do think the thing with Foles that's different than Dalton or Cam is that if it's an even or like Foles is slightly ahead of Trubisky, they'll still give the job to Trubisky and see if he can play his way into some wins early in the season. 
So uh, let's set it at Bears minus a half a win. And uh, what uh, what are you guys going to put up for this? What's at stake? It needs to be something public and humiliating. But not a tattoo because I've Nothing, done not permanent. No, but not permanent. We probably should have come up with this before the podcast, but that's okay. Debo, uh, you're a evil. Oh, actually, great idea. Here's what we're going to do. Sean and Breach are going to bet something. It needs to be something public, humiliating, mm. but not permanent. And we are going to take five-star reviews for it. Shave our eyebrows? That's, no, that can't be it. That's not Take five-star review suggestions. You know why this is a great year to make this bet? Because even though they're in the AFC and the NFC, the Bengals and the Bears actually have five common games, Ooh. which is a lot for opposite conference teams. So it's going to be very similar competition. Uh, and they're both in tough divisions where they have, you know, the Ravens and Steelers probably equate with the Vikings and Packers. And then you have the also ran with the Browns versus the Lions. So I, I, it seems like a yeah. pretty, pretty so fair bet. Here's what we'll do. We will have, if you could leave your suggestions for what the terms of the bet should be, it's Bears minus a half a game. Whoever wins the most games. Uh, you know, to, for action, both teams have to play the same number of games. If there's a 12 game schedule for, you know, for whatever reason, for a public health crisis, uh, it would, you know, it would still be Bears minus a half, but, you know, they both have to play the same number of games, et cetera. Um, we'll what else if they tie? We just tie? No, they can't tie. The Bears are minus a half. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So if they tie, tie goes to the Bengals. Yeah. Tie goes to the Bengals. Exactly. So, uh, we will take the best suggestion and whatever the best suggestion is, I'm going to whisper this. Because I won't get in trouble for it. We'll get you a free fantasy league on CBS or some other kind of prize. We'll figure it out. I'll get a comp for you. Just send me the address and I'll mail it in. We'll get it comped. We'll figure something out. Leave Sean, your- Sean will give you a free subscription to his newsletter. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's a great prize. If marketing or legal hears that? I didn't say it. That was Sean. Okay, moving along. Uh, Breach, you've got as a winner the Los Angeles... Superchargers! It doesn't really have the same ring as San Diego, does it? I do. It does not. And as someone who lived in San Diego, it's insulting that anyone would try to sing that song with the words Los Angeles in it, Brenton. It's insulting. That's where they play. I don't know what you want me to do. San Diego Superchargers is like kind of like, go Cubs, go! Go Cubs, go! Like it just gets in your head and it's just not getting out, but it kind of makes you feel excited about that That's... The type of... I, I went to Minnesota for a Vikings game once and I, in 2009, and I still have Skull Vikings in my head. Um, I, last year when I had the Vikings in the Super Bowl, I was just walking around my house going, Skull, like, doing <laughs> And you're still and married, amazingly. Fly Eagles Fly got my head at the Super Bowl, and that also is still there. So I think I've got every old school NFL song ever fly in Eagles my head. Fly Eagles Fly good, too. Um, but I feel like the Chargers really put the exclamation bar, uh, point on the past 72 hours. They added Linville Joseph, Chris Harris – both good signings, and you look at what they've done overall on top of that. Uh, they said, buy Melvin Gordon. We don't need you because we have Austin Eckler. They added a good offensive lineman, Brian Bulaga, and that was something they had to do because their offensive line wasn't good last year. And now they have a more mobile quarterback, a better offensive line, and really the only thing I don't like is that they haven't put their foot in the water of the quarterback market. I would have liked them to see – Go after if Cam Newton's healthy. I would love Cam Newton to end up with the Chargers. I think that would be a good fit. But minus the quarterback situation and and they tag Hunter Henry, I, I, the Chargers have had a fantastic free agency. And right now, uh, I mean, I would say they're the second best team in the AFC West, even though Brent will probably say the Broncos. 
That's close. I think the Chargers have had a really nice offseason. Uh, they traded Russell Okung, who's in a final year of his deal for Trey Turner, who's a young guard. If you get the most out of him, that's great. Uh, they, the Joey Bosa thing is sort of lingering on the, the fringe, just in terms of like, will they be able to sign? You know, like, will, will, is he going to hold out if he doesn't get cash? Um, so I would be a little bit worried about that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, if Tyrod, I'm a little bothered that they're not just, they're just going to roll with Tyrod Taylor. It feels a little hubrisy to me. From I know he's Anthony Lynn's guy, and I get it. Go with your guy. He's won five games. You're probably the, what's that? He drafted a quarterback at seven. It could definitely happen. I'm just and that, that happened to Tyrod Taylor in, in Cleveland two years ago. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Feels weird. But well, I think, but I think the, so. The char, I think the Chargers defense. I think we can say they're going to be pretty good. I mean, after adding uh, Chris Harris to that secondary. Uh, so I, I I like that a lot, and Six, so by the way, and Six. so yeah, so I think I think Ryan's right. I think you draft a quarterback and you can let him sit behind Tyrod, and if this team is able to get you know push towards nine wins or so, you just keep riding with Tyrod. And Tyrod has done this sort of thing in Buffalo, and he was always in Buffalo before he went to Cleveland and um, got replaced really early on there. He was a lot of people liked him as a starting quarterback. He was. Always That's been not- underrated, but a lot of people were starting to recognize that he is underrated. And he has flaws. He doesn't like to take risks. Um, that's why he has such a low interception rate. But I think if you have a good defense like the Chargers do, look, you already know you're not going to win the AFC West. I don't care what quarterback they bring in. They're not winning the AFC West unless Mahomes gets hurt. Um, but you can push for a challenge or a challenge for a wild card spot with Tyrod and a good defense. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. That, then they feel like the 2018 Bears, Sean. They've got all the talent on defense, and they have a mediocre quarterback who will maybe get them to the playoffs. Uh, it's it's the, they're Andy Daltoning it, they're Mitch Trubisky it, whatever you want to call it. They might get to the postseason, but they're not going to win. I would say this: um, my early lean on the Chargers would be to stay away from the Chargers in fantasy. I think they will run the crap out of the ball, well, try to win with defense. And I don't, I just, Eckler could be, Eckler could be good because he's going to catch passes, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got a running back in like the second or third round and then try to make, like they get a Jonathan Taylor and lean on him and Eckler is the third down back. Like they get a cheaper version of, of Melvin Gordon, basically. Um, I, I don't, I think that the skill position guys with Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and Mike Williams will go to waste in a sense in that, in that offense. So, uh, I would be careful there. Broncos. They're one of your winners, Ryan Wilson, because they had my most underrated move of free agency. Cutting Joe Flacco? Uh, (laughs) Trading for Jarrell Casey, but yes, cutting Joe Flacco. Hey, why those guys who do Locked On, the Locked On podcast, how do you not have a Locked On Lock podcast? Maybe they do. It's all about Drew Locke. Like, it's just Uh Drew Locke episodes, like daily Drew Locke episodes, Locked On Lock. Is there a market for that? Uh, Drew Locke's family was definitely listening. Yeah. Who else is listening to that? I'd check it out just to see what's So, yeah, they traded for Jarrell Casey for a seventh-round pick, which is bonkers. It makes you wonder what's going on there. But Bradley Chubb's coming back from uh, from the ACL. Von Miller's already there, obviously. They drafted for uh, they traded for A.J. Bouye, who isn't Chris Harris, but he, he can have a bounce-back gear. And then the offense is going to be, I think, really good. You mentioned Drew Locke. They signed um, – Graham There's Glasgow. so much young talent there. Yeah, but they bolster the offensive line. Graham, uh, Graham Glasgow, formerly of the Lions, they could draft some offensive line if they want. But you're right, Drew Lock, Philip Lindsay, 
Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, if they draft CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy in the middle of the first round, um, again, that could be the number two team in that division instead of the Chargers. Yeah, I think I said it on yeah, all the pods are blending together at this point, but I feel like I'm turning into Brinson. I'm, I feel pretty good about the, 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 uh, Broncos upcoming season. And, uh, maybe it's just, I like Vic Fangio a lot and a lot of games did not go their way last year that could have gone their way. And I think if they get a little bit better luck and if Drew Locke takes the next step, I, I won't be surprised. There, again, when we talk AFC West, these teams aren't winning the division. Uh, but if you had an extra wild card spot, I think, there are two teams in this division that can both uh, be fight, fight for that last spot. I'm with you. The Raiders, I, the, the AFC West, it's going to be like it's if, interesting. The, if the Chiefs take a step back at all, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be muddled. And you know what? The fat fun fact: now that there's seven playoff berths in each conference, you could send an entire division to the postseason. That's that never happened. Fun fact. Ooh. That is a fun fact. So uh, Wilson and Breach both have the Rams listed as a loser, but I want to point something out. That mm-hmm. they just maybe just won free agency because they traded for Patrick Mahomes. No, they just tweeted out the best. So uh-huh. like, people are doing like reports or whatever. Here is a uh, here is a tweet that they sent out a few minutes ago. It's a FaceTime. Breaking news. Getting word from an incredible source that Asian Robinson is going to sign with the LA Rams. Details to follow. And it's Asian Robinson who's who actually signed with the Rams. Do you see what they did? They had him FaceTime in and say, credible source tells me he's going to sign with the Rams. It's the guy who's actually signing. It's brilliant. It's funny. It's way better than all the multiple reports. Uh, things out there where the teams are like have to pre- pretend like they the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. I don't get it. <laughs> I wish people could have seen Ryan's face while that was playing. <laughs> well, uh, Brenton, to be fair, oversold it. If he just said, "Hey, listen to this," I may have liked it a little more. So I blame Brenton. Okay. I thought it was pretty awesome. Breach, it was pretty good, right? I liked it. That's cool. That's cool. People are doing the report stuff. They get the guy to actually come on. Come on. Is that a red flag, though? That's my question. Well, I mean, I'll tell you about red flags, Ryan, and not liking that's a red flag. So you have one right now. Absolutely. You hate to see it. So tell me, uh, tell me about, um, tell me about why they're losers. They haven't done anything, Will. They still have Todd Gurley. They have a monstrous contract. They've lost Michael Brockers, Dante Flower, Fowler, Corey Littleton. Uh, they, the, all these guys leaving in free agency and the only thing they've done is, uh, they're getting Sean sloppy seconds from the bears with Leonard Floyd and they gave him an absurd contract. I, like I think one year, 10 or 13 million. So I don't know what the Rams are doing other than that. It seems like, uh, you know, Ryan talked about this. I think we both talked about this, Ryan, and they disagreed with us at the time that they need to go all in at tw- in 2019 because this salary cap so messed up. They're going to be digging themselves out of this, and now they're trying to. But I don't know if this team is going to be good in 2020. Just they just lost half their defense. They've got a new defensive coordinator. Does it, does it matter to you that they brought back Andrew Whitworth? 
Yeah, he's a uh, three years, thirty million dollars. He was on their offensive line last season, and it was bad. So it does not matter to me. Can I can I say the the Floyd contract is only one year? I don't think that's a terrible move. But, I think you're losing Dante but, Fowler. You know, you have to fill it somehow. Why not take? Okay, listen to John's point. This team is terrible. They're going to be the worst team in the division. I'm they fine. have not. Had- I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying I don't think signing Leonard Floyd is a terrible deal for one year. You're getting a you're getting a former first round pick who, even though he doesn't you know get a lot of sacks, he's still going to be a valuable player on that team. Okay, Sean, Sean, let me ask you this: How much would have Leonard Floyd made with the Bears uh, if if he hadn't been cut? Right around that amount. Okay, so if he's such a option. if he's such a fantastic deal, why didn't the Bears keep him? Because at they that, got at that price. Because they got a better player in Robert Quinn. And so Quinn. Huh? They didn't know they were going to get Robert Quinn. They already had. Yes, they, what are you talking about? They cut Leonard Floyd after they signed Robert Quinn. So, so yes, why they did know. Why didn't the Rams? God. Why did the Rams? Get, God. Look why, he knows. <laughs> why didn't the Rams get Robert Quinn? Because they didn't want to pay him three years, whatever. It was a big contract. Well, I'm saying is that the Rams went to the second wave of free agents. Leonard Floyd is not top tier free agent. And that's the only move they made. Like, they just haven't done anything. They've lost a bunch of starters. I, I agree with Ryan. I don't think they're going to be good in 2020. Again, that wasn't my argument. I was just yeah, pointing out that let's not trash. Let's, I don't think we need to trash the Leonard Floyd move. I think the Leonard Floyd move is fine for this team. Okay, you're a Bears fan. We get it. But to, to the larger point, that team could be the last, the worst team in that division. That's the argument. No one gives a crap that Leonard Floyd signed a one-year deal for $13 million. It's not going to make them better. They're still a bad football team, Sean. That's where we're going. How many wins would you set their over under at? Because I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're. Actually, I don't think they're making the playoffs. But I don't by think they're by bad. the way, I did a. Um, <laughs> I did a. Uh, uh, this is how bad again things are for de- for degenerates out there. I know I couldn't get it out. Um, <laughs> I did a couple. Two buddies of mine. I, we did a contest on predicting over. We're just guessing what over under win totals were for each team. I had. The Rams at eight. Would you take over under eight for oh, the Rams? I was going to seven, seven and a half was what I was, was the wins over Wilson. So I take under eight. Yeah, I'll go under. What, what about seven and, a half for the, seven and a half for the Cardinals? What are you taking? Under. And I, and I like the Cardinals, but I, I think it's a little bit too early for them. I'm taking over on the Cardinals. I'm with you, Breach. Sean, you're going to get dunked on every week when the Rams lose and the Cardinals win. Just calling it now. I would. I think the Cardinals will win more games than the Rams. That wasn't the question, though. That's. I agree with that too. What? The Cardinals over under is going to be lower than the Rams. He asked me Cardinals seven and a half over under. I said under. Your team, Rams. You've been saying that for the last five minutes. <laughs> Stop it. Do so you think the Rams will win more than the Cardinals? No, I think the yeah, Cardinals will win more than the Rams. How many do the Cardinals win? I want to put you on the spot seven. right now. And you, you cannot Card- change this between now and the beginning yeah, of the, the season. The Cardinals go seven and nine. The Rams Are you saying like the Rams win a five or six? I think the Rams win six. Oh, okay. All right, gotcha. Sean, do you uh, know the Rams play the Giants, the Redskins, the Jets, the Dolphins? I mean, there's... I mean, to answer your question, Breach, no, I did not know that. Well, I'm just... I wrote down Winter Bills uh, earlier today, and it was mostly because uh, I I thought that um, 
I like that they did the report Stefan Diggs thing. Like, I just, what I don't, is with you in these announcements? It's hilarious. Like, they can't say they've traded for us. They're like, report, we traded for Stefan Diggs. It's like, everyone knows you traded for Stefan Diggs. Quit doing this. This is so, the, the, the loophole, I just find it creative and funny. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. We're all bunkered down with Corona floating around. Find some. Do you know, do you know who was? An enjoyment in something in life, Wilson. Do you know who was allowed to officially announce a trade today? Broncos? The Indianapolis Colts because they used the neutral position rule and got DeForest Buckner his physical and that one's, that's the only trade that has been signed off and, and has been officially that's done. That's actually not true. The AJ Bouye trade to the Broncos was done before the lockdown of Corona, and they got the they got the physical. So that one was also announced today, and as was the Hayden Hurst, I think. So you lied on yourself. <laughs> so you knew Twice. you were lying when you said it, but then <laughs> yeah. you knew it. Well, I want to see if you guys are paying attention to all the facts or just uh, watching the marble races Breach, with Brenton. Breach, Breach, how many times in your life have you been caught doing something and said, I just want to make sure you're paying attention? <laughs> Once a day for his entire life. Wait, I'll take the over. Uh, winner, Malcolm Jenkins, Sean. Whoa, he got four years, 32 million? He did. At the age, what was he, 31, 32? So that's, to be that's able a, to get that big of a contract. That's a terrible contract. And, and to be clear, I actually put him as a winner Top before. Top 10 I, Eagle. Top 10 Eagle, but that's yes, a terrible contract. Yes. Top 10 Eagle of all time. Um, and not, not most, not what he means to the franchise, just in terms of best player, according to Debo. Uh, 10th best player in the franchise history. Um, I, I put him as a winner before I even saw the contract. The contract elevates him to a clear winner because he's getting paid at 32 the last time he'll sign a big deal in his career. Um, I just thought it was a nice landing spot for him because he's going from one fringe contender, um, sorry, Debo, to a legitimate contender, to a team that's won 13 games over the past two years, has a defense that's right around the top 10. I think he'll fit in there perfectly. He obviously, before he was an eagle, was a saint, so he's coming home. Uh, I think it's a perfect spot for him to, to end his career. And just so I would like to note that that was my most underrated move, and Sean stole it and made it his winner. Cool, Sean. Preach, we're talking about two different shows now. People pay attention to both shows. I'm not going to pretend like they don't. That's Uh, all. (laughs) Anyways, look at Ryan. Ryan's so done with us. Ryan spent so much time with them. Look at him. Okay, so quickly, a couple of deals, and we'll get to the reviews, as promised. The Raiders signed Eli oh. Apple. We still got to do the reviews. All right, let's go. Come uh, on. Like, <laughs> what do you, you've got nowhere to go. You know you're not leaving your house till June. June. <laughs> be honest, I'm tired. <laughs> of what? Working with Brinson already? We're only yeah. four days into this. You've been here for a decade, man. Come on. You need to strap on your seatbelt. Take a breath and get comfortable because it's going to be like this for a little while. Ryan is not cut out for a global pandemic. Let's just all agree on that. <laughs> Look at him. He's not even denying it. He looks so sad. I, I, I'll be honest. Like, I feel like this is my wheelhouse. This global <laughs> pandemic. Like, like you, that I, is not a good wheelhouse. <laughs> I like no. It's like you've got to stay in your house. You can't go anywhere. You have to just podcast twenty four seven. Ignore the outside <laughs> world. Like it's I, it's. I, a- and you're betting on marble races. I don't think <laughs> the lack of outside, the lack of sports is probably. By the way, did you did you see that um, everyone uh, from the o- Oklahoma City Thunder tested negative for Corona? 
they were the team that was playing the Utah Jazz the night that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell tested positive and they canceled the game last Wednesday, a week ago from right now. Like, Debo, were you a little surprised at the Thunder tested? I mean, I don't I just, no, I thought they, like. They never tipped the game, so they never played yeah, against him. Yeah, so Gobert was never on me. the court and Donovan I, Mitchell I, only warmed up. I, I know, but like they were in such close proximity with all those fans there and all, like, I, I don't know, that gives me a little positive vibe for like the way that the, the disease spreads, the virus spreads. But you know what I mean? Like, I would have just assumed if you were in that arena, you probably have Corona. No, it's like it, it has to. Well, well if Doctor Brinson says it, then it's a done deal. I don't know. BS, dude. I think that's <laughs> BS. No, I no. Yes, sir. I think that's the way it's kind of like treated. Like, go I on, Doctor. That's a wild assumption just to say everybody in the arena has. It. <laughs> I'm, it, it spreads crazy. I'm not trying to take it lightly at all, but. You know, there's been players that directly guarded Rudy Gobert or Christian Wood. There's a photo circulating of Joel Embiid who was guarding and just all over Christian Wood. And he hasn't – they tested the Sixers reportedly on Monday. Nothing came from that. So Right. That, takes, but that, that's, that's, that's my point is that, like, I, I understand that you need to, like, catch the droplets or whatever. But, like, we don't know enough about the disease and the fact that you can be – physically guarding somebody on their back, guarding them playing basketball and you don't, and nothing like you don't catch it. That's a positive benefit. I think in terms of social distancing, probably working and causing it to minimize the spread of the virus. And real quick, since we're on this subject, uh, we may have our first case of NFL coronavirus. Breach and I have a mind melt. I'm setting it up and you guys get it. uh, Raiders practice squad linebacker, Quentin polling, uh, basically had all the symptoms. His doctor said that we're not going to waste a test on you because you're young, but you have all the symptoms and we think you have it. And By the way, read read the headline that you wrote for this because it's not anything like the actual story. Raiders, oh. Raiders linebacker may have just come down with the NFL's first known case of coronavirus. How many snaps did Poland play last year? He played a couple. He played in practice. one game. He played Why one game. Leave? Practice squad player might have coronavirus. Because he just signed that's a contract in February. He might be off the practice squad, and he's a linebacker for the Raiders. Who cares if he's on the practice squad? That's accurate. Ryan, does I'm he call- play for the Raiders? Is he a linebacker? Yes and you yes. Say, you say he does. You just told three lies in three three minutes, so I don't know if you're telling the truth or not. Good night and good luck. Um, right. But anyway, so he has it, and this is a concern – and this is why you have to delay everything right now if you're the NFL and why we might not see guys in the field till training camp. Because if you have one player come down with it and they don't know about it yet and they're in the locker room with 53 other guys, you know, you're likely to get it. And all of a sudden the Preach. pandemic we, starts with what we just Dr. Brenson explained that this is encouraging news that you can be on some guy guarding him in basketball and not get it. So you can be fine in the locker room as long as you're playing like uh, Nerf basketball, I guess. That is right. why Brinson does not have a podcast about the Hippocratic Oath. That's correct. Okay, so we're going to get the five-star reviews here. We're trying to get out in roughly around an hour. Um, okay, there is a review on here that I'm not going to read right now because we need to vet it through Debo before. But, like, any political question is probably not going to get asked. I mean, we say we'll answer anything, but a five, even a five-star review political question is probably going to get ixnayed. I understand. The Cowboy 2-3 dollar sign. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't open this can of worms on us right now. I want to find uh, this. It's, it's, it's a recent one. He has, I have no presence on social media, so I'm taking my shot. And it's a coronavirus question. I, we can't go there right now. Instead, 
We're going to lighten the mood a little bit with Big West 1124 five-star review, of course. Possibly a worse engagement story than Wilson's. If you missed the engagement story by Ryan Wilson, check the feed. Um, I, I don't, we, I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember when we did it, but ba- long story short, Wilson baked last his week's wife. Mailbag. Last week's mailbag from last Thursday. It was a Saturday, it was a Saturday, Saturday mailbag. Good call, Thursday mailbag. Thursday uh, mailbag. Wilson baked his wife Thursday, Thursday, Thursday Friday. Thursday. <laughs> Inter- that's classic for interrupting someone to talk over them and getting the fact wrong. <laughs> that is Will Brinson, Dr. Brinson. And if you want to know who deserves credit for this podcast, not Will Brinson. That's right. Um, but he's made for this. He, this is his wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like, kind of want to start writing. I need to write more. Like I gotta, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Wilson baked a bunch of brownies and wrote, will you marry me in frosting on them? Put them in the fridge, fell asleep. His wife found him the next morning and got engaged by herself. So it's hard to top. Also, Wilson had no ring, had ring pops and some gumballs for whatever reason. Or had no, didn't have ring pops. So you did have gumballs as a ring pop replacement. Ladies and gentlemen. He was in his 30s. The wrong. 20s? Yeah, I was 27. <laughs> That's not really an excuse. Yeah, but again, you got the facts wrong, so I'm just trying to, to get the facts right. And you're like, oh, so well. I, Sean, would you propose to your lady friend without a ring? No. Right. Yeah, you're so, so you're going to be proposing soon? Oh, my Exciting God. news, Sean's I can't proposing. Believe, I can't believe we cut a segment related to this and then we found a way to talk about it in an absurd way i would not propose to any human being with gumballs that makes no sense i'm not an idiot i understand what you propose with the thing is i can't even disagree with anything sean just said like i can't (laughs) you're exactly right 100 percent all right, so here's what Big West says. Hey, guys, I've been a listener now for a while and absolutely love the podcast. I listen every day as I drive all over Pennsylvania for work. Sorry, this may be a long story. It sort of is. I'm going to read it. I might have a worse engagement story than Wilson's. My now wife and I live in Pennsylvania, but we were down in Maryland for the day helping my in-laws. We had plans to go out to dinner, just the two of us, after leaving the in-laws. I had made plans to have a really nice dinner, some wine, you know, all the good stuff. Well, then her parents drop a bomb on us and demand that we have frozen pizza with them so they can discuss some stuff with us before we head back home. So we have frozen pizza. Obviously, I can't propose we're frozen effing pizza, so it's all ruined. We were driving home, listening to music on my phone. I get an email. Normally, it's totally fine for my wife to check my phone while I'm driving to let me know what the email is. However, I still had the receipt for the ring purchase in my inbox. I yelled, wait, no, you can't look at my phone. This got her all in a tizzy because it was very unlike me, and it made her suspicious. Understandable, big less. She begins crying. It's just no good for anybody. She starts saying how we are never going to get married. We've been together five and a half years, and she just wants to finally be married. Now, I'm freaking out because she's thinking something is wrong. We finally make it home after an hour and a half of driving. It's dark. She's trying to find her key to get in the house. When she finally does, it turns the light. I'm on the porch down on one knee. I asked her if she'll marry me. She response was, F yeah, I will. We've been happily married for almost a year now. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Uh, first of all, that story is awesome. That's like, yeah, an, that's, that's not circumstance screwed, screwed him over initially. And he yeah. almost, it was unlucky for him. It wasn't like, as Sean points out, idiotic way to propose to his wife. And it worked out wonderfully. And it's a story that you can tell and actually look like a hero, not like some moron who, who bought a bunch of gumballs for no clear reason. I would like to have a window into Big West's soul. And I hope his wife doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. I hope his in-laws don't either. But, did he ever think for a moment after the frozen pizza thing, like, yeah, it's going to be a long time with these people. Maybe I should. <laughs> Maybe should what? You know. Why? Skedaddle. 
Hey, in laws a big part of your life, pal. Wait, Brinson, you would I you would leave you would leave a loving relationship over your in laws? Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't listen to the podcast. I don't understand what in-laws did. So they just wanted their daughter to come over and eat some pizza, I think, and that just sort of messed up their his engagement plan. What what bothered oh, you about? Was, right, was it like a was it like a DiGiorno? Was it like a Totino's or Red Bear? Like I had questions about what kind of frozen pizza it was. Like you wouldn't Look, just order like a nice pie from down the street. Like you gotta have a Big West. For all we know, Big West could be like breach and he's lying. Like it could have been like a, a, a three course right, meal. No, 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 no. No one writes this engagement story on Apple Podcasts as a lie. Eh, I think it's fine. Makes for a better story. That's my only question about it. Breach. Any thoughts on this? I, I do think I, – I mean I get what you're saying, Brenton. You're saying if these in-laws were so intrusive that they are forcing them to stop their date at this nice restaurant to eat pizza with them. Uh, I, no, I get what you're saying. He's like, I'm going to take her out to dinner. We're going to do this. You're like, no. We need to talk to you about like what we're doing with the dog over the family vacation in three weeks. You're eating frozen pizza at the house. It's like I, I'm trying to propose to your daughter here, pal. Like, you really gonna jam this frozen pizza in my face? Like, what's well, that? then it sounds like something communication could have fixed. Yeah, I mean, you know, take take them aside and tell them. I think. See, see, then, that problem, now, then the problem's fixed. Now you're the one who's not married here, so it's a little difficult. I'm not trying to like, <laughs> like not trying to. Talk down. I'm not, I'm not, Sean, you're like talk the down ja- to me. Talk to, you talk down to me all the time. Just do it. Sean, you're like the, right now. You're like the Jaguars general manager in Draft Day in the movie <laughs> Draft Day. You're just like just completely out of your element. No, I mean like when you're in proposal mode, you're in like you're walking on eggshells. You're a little panicky. Like I like the fact that everything went haywire and Big West just dropped the bomb on one knee when she turned around. I like show they will never forget that moment for as long as they live. And when people ask her about her engagement story, she'd be like. Here's how it happened. It was such a mess. He was still so sweet. Whereas, like, people ask, you know, Ryan's wife about his her engagement story, and they're like, this mofo made brownies. In my defense, she won't forget that story either, though. It's unforgettable. <laughs> it truly is unforgettable. It's, it's unforgettable. Uh, any more comments on Big West's engagement story? Great Sounds story. Like he, handled, he handled adversity well, I think. He turned it into the best-case scenario, so well done. And he's still married. Um, this After is from- Oh, and you know what? My engagement just popped up in my Facebook memories because it was exactly two years ago today. And here was my now wife's Facebook status. She did not know I was proposing that night. It just said staying in La Jolla for the night. And what do we find at our hotel? A whiskey festival. Such a happy coincidence. Um, let me ask you this. If you're a big Wes, I, see now this is where I would do so. I would, I like, I'm an idiot. I would be like, on our first anniversary, or like our second anniversary, I'd be like, I got us some frozen pizza. Uh, uh, and it would just crash and burn. Brinson, have you ever had a good anniversary? No, I never have. <laughs> no, I never have. I have, I, I'm not, I'm not the worst at everything, but I am the worst at planning anniversaries. I mean, it is a disaster. One time, this is a true story. Um, I think it was our, let's see, we're coming up on nine, nine will be our next one in the summer. I think it was like uh, four or five. Were there gumballs involved? What's that? Were there gumballs involved? No, there are no gumballs. Uh, Debo's like, please bail on the other review. But we're gonna <laughs> it anyway. um, I was like, uh, I was actually, we probably should say it for Friday. I was like, okay, I got a hotel room uh, down in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Didn't tell her. Had like made some nice reservations out. I was like, we're going to go down to Hilton Head, spend the weekend by ourselves. Be awesome. I'm going to surprise her. So got in the car. I was like, we're going. Like, that. not going to tell you where we're going. It's going to be awesome. And we're riding down the wait, road. Wait a second. This is like three hours to get there? 
Uh, Hilton Head's probably no, no, no. Hilton Head is probably uh, three, and a, yeah, three and a half maybe. And you're not going to tell her for three and a half hours where you're going? Yeah, yeah, that was a surprise. We're driving down the highway. Wait, uh, you're driving from you're driving from Raleigh. Yeah, from Raleigh. My think, Google Maps says it's four and a half hours. Okay, it's oh. probably four. Is it four? It is actually four and a half. That's right. That's right. That's even better. So it's four and a half hours. So we're driving down the highway. And she goes, "Are we going to Charleston? We're going to Charleston, are we? Oh my God, we are going to Charleston." I was like, no, we're not. I was like, no, it's not Charleston. I'm dead serious. It's not Charleston. She was like, it better not be Hilton Head. Nice. <laughs> I hate Hilton Head. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it. I was like, uh, it's Hilton Head. She was like, I really do hate Hilton Head. I was like, oh, yeah. I love that, it. <laughs> that's where you audible at the last second. Because you get to a it's point down South Carolina. Where, yeah, you just go to Charleston and wing it. Just figure so, Yeah, you're right. I should have done that. Uh, I, was, I was so shell-shocked from... <laughs> I hate Hilton Head that I like, I was just like, well, this is a disaster. Well, it's um, doubly because you're six years in and you don't know that she hates Hilton Head. And <laughs> play, take her to Hilton Head. So this is like very barely related, but I, not at all related, but you guys will enjoy it because it was me making an ass of myself um, in front of my high school girlfriend. So it was Christmas and she was over at my family's place and everyone in my family was getting these really nice slippers except me. And I said, because they thought I was feeling left out. I was like, slippers, like, I don't need slippers. I hate them. I would never wear them. And it turns out my girlfriend at the time, I didn't open her present, had gotten me slippers. <laughs> and that was the last Christmas I spent with that girl. Yes. I think this is the point. Debo sometimes will show us graphs of when people stop listening to podcasts. It's like very <laughs> steep. It's like it's, <laughs> this is that point. Um, we'll read my question. Does any, does any of us actually listen to the podcast once it drops? Because for all we know, Debo cut this 15 minutes ago, and he's just letting us talk, thinking it's on the podcast. <laughs> I always I always listen to the beginnings of, but I, I don't always get to get them because they're so epic. It's like some it's like some directors will be you know directing a movie, and an actor wants to do something a certain way, and they'll be like, "Okay, we'll shoot both, one for you, one for me," and they're like never going to use the one for the actor. Debo's just letting us talk it out. Look at Ryan. Okay, I'll I stop talking. I know. I need Ryan wants to kill more, me. Like if you look at the feed, there's like. Oh my god! Like every show is like forty-two minutes long. <laughs> Debo's director cut, and uh, then Debo, Debo dubs in Brent's voice. Like we're done. Yeah. Well, Debo <laughs> just cuts. Debo just cuts to the last like ten seconds. <laughs> no, we've been kind of crisp lately. Uh, a lot of hour shows, but I mean, like mostly Tom Brady related. That mailbag was an hour too. We, 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 we have been on the Skype call for almost two hours. I know we didn't start right away. But we've been on so long that my, my back hurts. And you guys made fun of my back right All right, we'll get out of here. Uh, we'll read Lucas's review. He has three questions. We will answer those qu- three questions on the next podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening. Check out the show, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Every night on CBS Sports HQ the rest of this week and next week. If any breaking news happens, of course, we'll drop it in your feed. You guys are the best. I cannot believe you would listen to this for this long. Talk to you soon. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. 
As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.